Did you watch SNL back in the day? With um, the, in the nineties, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Sherry O'Terry and yeah, yeah. Do you ever see their NPR sketches? Like with the like, delicious tish. I I always feel like that when we're doing this. Is that weird? It's a little bit weird. No, it's not at all. No, because you have the voice. You do the voice where sometimes you say things very, very slowly um, and enunciating each word. It's true. I really should roll more words together indiscriminately. And then a lot of the times we're boring like them. Also, we're boring. I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> what the addition of an audience is going to. We have a special guest. I don't want to call him an audience. Like he can talk at any time. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, my boyfriend, Andy, is here in the MFP studios. Yay! I'm a third wheel. <laughs> no, you're not. I gave you a card. You're a part of the wheel. Oh, that's true. I got a Christmas card. Yeah. I like him. Can we keep him? Andy, do you have a last name or a middle? I have a middle name. What's the middle? Alex. <laughs> Asia Alexis Coleman. You put your whole name on there. Wow. I didn't drop the Roy. <laughs> Nobody knows about the Roy. Your Nobody name knows sounds about the Roy. like a porn. Everybody knows. <laughs> I just realized that I am so sorry. That's yeah, okay. It's okay. You didn't do it. Well, you can take one of them out. My parents wanted me to be a porn star. I refuse to have sex for money, which is probably why I'm in the situation I'm in right now. What about pro bono? <laughs> Nobody's gonna do porn pro bono. <laughs> like, what is that? Then you're just like a dumb whore instead of just a whore. <laughs> Or you're um, a whore for the community. Outreach. You're the community chest. Outreach. Community outreach. Reach, reach out. I still don't see what I would get from that. Sex? From the community. Oh, Communal no. diseases? No, no, that is literally just a dumb whore. Don't whores get paid? Not dumb ones. Not dumb ones. That's. I think that's what separates the smart ones from the dumb ones. Yeah. Wow, this has become oddly sexual. Our podcasts are never this sexual. Why aren't our podcasts more sexual? Now our listeners know that you have sex. <laughs> <laughs> and they know who it's with. an auspicious beginning to the by that I mean podcast it feels so familiar sitting down with you Asia really um, Seth why is that this week <laughs> why is that can you inform everybody why it was well we sat down and recorded three hours the other night that turned out to be nothing I forgot to set my computer correctly when I turned it on and as a result, everything we recorded was total garbage. And you know the problem with what just happened? Is What's the problem with that? You actually told people other than me. I did. And had no one else known, it would have been fine. But you told our super fan, you told our whole page. And now they all were expecting something that just never came. You guys, I told our whole fan. <laughs> all of him. That we had recorded. All of him. And now it's back to the drawing board. And I don't have any drawing board markers. The drawing board marker is... Dry erase? Don't fuck up again. That's like what it says when you when you do it. Fair enough. And by fuck up, I don't mean garble a recording, because that could happen to anybody. Don't tell people we're going to do something before it's already happened. Then you're letting the universe know that... 
I'm sorry, you don't believe in the universe, but you're telling the universe. I don't, I <laughs> believe the universe is a fiction perpetrated by scientists <laughs> and telescopes. You pissed off the universe. <laughs> you pissed it off good. Maybe by not believing in it. Or maybe by just telling it something before it actually happened. And you know what else I think happened? No, I'm going to get into this because I've okay. been thinking a lot about it, apparently. Um, it will be gotten into. Last episode, the, you know, when it actually recorded, um, you <laughs> mentioned the fact that we were going to spend our whole next episode talking about Occupy Wall Street. And then when we recorded, we didn't say a damn thing about Occupy Wall Street. Well, yeah, and so. I still think we're not going to because I'm pretty sure I just want to do that episode on my own. Um, Burn. No, oh, okay. I could just okay. tell that I, I could just tell that you really weren't into the idea of doing an Occupy Wall Street it episode. Really wasn't. It's just depressing. Yeah, it's well, I don't think it's depressing. I find parts of it quite hopeful and inspirational. But no, we don't have to talk about that. I mean, I just <laughs> well, now I want to recreate a little bit of what we talked about the other night. I think that our I loved what we did, but I don't know if we can recreate it. And it still be the same thing, but it might be something better, hopefully, if you try not to piss off the universe. Sure. What do you think I need to do to avoid pissing off the universe? First of all, telling anybody that we're recording at any given time would be a good start. Because, like, what I've learned from people is if you don't tell them something and then you give them something, they're surprised and they're, you know, awestruck and... They appreciate what you do more because they don't know it's coming. But if you tell them something's coming and you don't deliver, then they're heartbroken, like our super fan. And then in turn, it breaks your heart because you feel like you let them down. So keep this a secret. Yes. Okay. One. What else? Two. And this one's the most important. <laughs> when you record or have a recording session, you want to test it to make sure that you're actually recording something. I think that's the real Otherwise, you're just being too here. cocky. You're like, oh, we got this. We've done this before. What? It's true. I trusted myself to be able to operate this equipment at an intern level. <laughs> at this point, I am below cleaning lady level. <laughs> um, I am at the level of someone who accidentally bats it with a broom and makes it record. <laughs> Well, I mean, at least you know, don't beat yourself up. At least you recorded something. It's just the devil versions of what we said. Or the no, alien versions. it's like versions. alien versions. Yeah, alien versions of it's what we said. It's alien versions. I'm not really going to post any of it. Cause you I, already deleted it. Needless to say, <laughs> that material will not make it into a future episode. By that, I mean. I think it should, just so that people know what exactly happened. Also, it's scary, and I like it. I think it should be our special Halloween, by that I mean episode, where you just put it on. Just terrify people. Yeah, just hope for the worst. So do, do you want to help me try to think of other small gifts? Scarves. scarves. Andy says scarves. Waxing. Waxing? Okay. That's not cheap. That's like 100 bucks. Oh, is it? It depends on where How you get it done. How expensive is it? No, it can be like 20. Well, it depends on what you have waxed. What are you planning to I've got a Brazilian reasons to wax, Asia. <laughs> well, I mean, that probably, like, like if, we're, if we're talking about the thing I think we're talking about, um, it could be around, like, 55, 60. When you're talking about a big gift, they got you, like, a MacBook Pro. 
waxing is like not even a hundred. So that's a small gift. Well, but it was from my dad, so I should ask my dad to get me (laughs) waxed. No, ask him to get you a spa treatment or a spa Uh, gift certificate. Then you go in and get your own treatment. That's smart. I'll come out and say I got a (laughs) mani-pedi. No, you can't say anything that they see. Whitey nails? Yeah, (laughs) they see. Tell them that you got... um, Oh, a massage. Tell me you got a massage. Because they um, can't see that. They can't see the effects of that. But I'm not going to go to a spa and not also get a massage. How expensive do you think this gift certificate they're getting you is going to be? I don't know. I've never been to a New Orleans spa before. I don't know the services that yeah, I've been in. I don't know if I've got enough time to yeah. just, go to spas just, anyway. Just work on a waxing. Tell them you got a massage. What else? What other small gifts? I didn't actually know you needed a waxing. I was actually just saying that for me. Um, well, and I wasn't actually going to say you needed a waxing, but. <laughs> you didn't even know what I was going to wax, and it's not what you think. Lip? <laughs> Don't you ever in your life, like, ever. <laughs> Your face was so perfect. <laughs> you are not keeping that. <laughs> of course I am. No, you are not. I'm keeping that just so everyone imagines what your face was like when I said that. Okay, I've got enough problems <laughs> without our fans thinking that I have a mustache. No, you really don't. Yeah, I really do. No, I'm saying you don't have a mustache. Oh, ev- like everybody should know that, but they're not going to know that because A, my Facebook picture is a baby, and B... <laughs> When you say things like that and they've never seen me in person, because half of them or more of them don't know me, they think I have a fucking, they think I'm like a lumberjack. Well, but they see that baby picture and say that baby got her lips waxed. That baby (laughs) did nothing of the sort. This was before Dollars and Giara's when I was a baby model. I forgot you were a baby model. Yeah, I was a sexy baby. As evidenced by my Facebook picture. You were quite a sexy baby. Dude, I got so much baby action. What is baby action? No what is action when you're a baby? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I'm assuming it's like a high five. Or like, you know, your your mom's... Sharing a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> your mom's like, put your arms up to each other so you go high five. Or... But this still doesn't help me with small gift shopping. Okay, well, waxing, done. Okay. Um, Scarves. I was thinking socks. Well, you already got underwear. You got panties. You got some nice panties. I did get some nice panties. Andy got me some Andy panties. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people get you underwear, because they like to see you in something that's not the underwear that you usually wear. That's how I got most of my bras. <laughs> hmm. Small gift shopping. What do you like? Electronics? Which are expensive. Expansive. Maybe, expansive. maybe a Radio Shack gift certificate. Ooh, a toaster oven's a really good idea. I'm going to keep this in my mental Rolodex. <gasps> a rice cooker. I don't cook rice often enough. A Trader Joe's gift certificate. You, Lord knows you go <laughs> enough. Lord you know, knows you go enough. Or, um... You know what I asked for for one of my birthdays? Like a handle of vodka and a carton of cigarettes, jail style. 
So, wow. So, like, also because I'm like an 80 year old trapped in a 27 year old's body. Maybe you could try like a handle of like whiskey or something. No, that would be awkward. Why? Um, well, my dad's. Oh so yeah, bad. I forgot that. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. And your mom? Well, I just don't drink enough to justify it. No, the, that's the thing. You get like you get like a really nice bottle of Crown Royal or De Rono. That's not whiskey. Okay, the whiskey one. That's nice. And then it's in a bag, and then you like put it on top of your refrigerator, and then certain nights you bust out my bag of whiskey. No, your tumbler and like <laughs> your slippers. This and a is robe. presuming slippers. This is presuming many things I don't have. No, you got slippers and a robe. And You've you added like four items to my list. <laughs> okay, and you come out in with two your, sentences. With your <laughs> and you, you put yourself a bottle, like a, a little glass of whiskey. And then I get my scuba mask <laughs> and walk outside to my hot tub. And you have your bubble cigar. And well, I do have that. Yeah, and then and then you like watch something, maybe porn, and you know then you have a good night. This is how I think all guys end their nights. And I've actually lived with a man before. Um, and yeah, Is it's, that how he ended his nights? No, not at all. No. Not even a little. He would like smoke a blunt and like read and watch the Discovery <laughs> Channel. It's quite different from the fantasy you describe. I know. I think every guy is Hugh Hefner or wants to be. I... Uh, yeah, I think you're confusing me for Hugh Hefner. No, I confuse every guy for Hugh Hefner. Like straight or gay? Yeah, doesn't matter. Strange. Every guy is a guy. They all like boobs across Strange. the board. That's what I've learned. You like boobs, huh? Um, not a fan. Every guy I've ever not met likes boobs. a fan. It's weird. No, see, and there are many other, many of my gays. Um, many have, of my gays? Yeah, many of my gays have a strange affinity for titties yeah um want to touch them want to play with them it's because they're guys i'm not (laughs) no yeah no they are guys they have penises were they brought oh i don't know well i it used to be part of my questionnaire that every person (laughs) i met would fill out would fill out to become my friend (laughs) were you best friend that was question number 11 (laughs) do you still want to suckle at the (laughs) teat No, like, were were you breastfed? <laughs> Number 12, was when I? did you choose to be gay or straight? Were you breastfed? Yes. Yeah, I was, I was for Until a bit. Until I was 11. No, I, <laughs> I was for a bit, like, maybe, like, three months. But then, I, like, I just used to chew him. And my mom was like, get the fuck off the you, you got toothy. <laughs> yeah, I got toothy. I got some teeth, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Which is why I don't give blowjobs. That's n- totally not true. No, it's not true at all. I you completely totally give, give blowjobs. blowjobs. But for the sake of the joke, it worked. Did it? Yes. It pleased him. So Andy is your barometer for what's good now? What's wrong with that? He's not us. We're not in a vacuum or a bubble. What are you asking for for Christmas, Asia? I'm not going to get anything, so it's, I'm asking that I please Fatalism. be able to see my boyfriend one last time before I make the trek home. 
Mm. I'm also asking for a miracle, but I I don't think I, I think I'm all out, all in miracles, and I want to get my hair done because I look like shit, and this one's important. I want new shoes because my shoes have holes in them. I think you deserve new shoes. Um, but other than that, um, I want to not live in Indiana ever again. Um, I want to never shop at Walmart. And I want to... <laughs> and I want to get a job that pays me actual money. Andy took off. Bye, Andy. Goodbye. He will be missed. He flocks of angels. <laughs> <laughs> As we said, it might be impossible to fully recapture the Christmas cheer and Yuletide spirit that we exhibited the other night. I am not excited for Christmas at all anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I maintained about a five-second hard-on for Christmas. It immediately went soft. <laughs> yeah, I do not have a mustache. Just to clarify before we go any further, you do not have a mustache. Nor will I ever. I think that's a good fashion choice for you to avoid the mustache. <laughs> no, it's not avoiding it. It's just never having it. Only your waxer knows for sure. <laughs> <laughs> my waxer waxes other areas. Actually, I have a threader. She threads my eyebrows. Oh, I haven't in a while because I've been poor. But <laughs> so far I've been plucking and it's painful. Yeah, plucking is pretty shitty. I never actually plucked until I was like 18. Um, and yeah, it was, me neither. It wasn't for lack of brows. It was for lack of knowing how. Yep. And then this girl who was my friend um, pushed me down in a chair and plucked my eyebrows. And she's like, these are bothering me. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, that looks better. You're right. And then your friend arranged her 5,000 bead collection by size and color? <laughs> no, she wasn't that OCD. She was okay. OCD about... Um, I about think your it, hair. No, I think it was just not doing the best with what you had. And because she mm. had so little and did so much with it, she didn't understand how I had so much and did so little with it. Mm-hmm. Is that conceited? <laughs> Um, no. I just didn't care about looks because I grew up in a town where everybody there, I did not want to fuck and I wanted to get out of it. So I had other things to focus on. Oh no, I totally understand that. That yeah. was pretty much exactly my trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> and I also kind of like, trusted some part of me or trusted in some part of me the idea that once I got out of that place that I would look better <laughs> <laughs> and that I would eventually learn to take care of myself yeah it always happens that way you're like I'll worry about that later <laughs> right yeah. I'll worry about that later so you're going home soon for Christmas and for other reasons. Possiblement, oui, mais je ne sais pas. Probablement, oui. Probablement, oui. Mais, j'espère que non. Yeah, we all hope not. But barring a miracle, 
You're going to be going back to Indiana soon. Probablement oui. This podcast will continue, goddammit. <laughs> I have figured out how to use Skype, and I'll be able to call you on your cell phone wherever you are on this whirling blue orb. You'll just text me beforehand. Oh, obviously. Yeah. So, cause well, I, yeah, and we'll schedule out time I and don't stuff answer when you're free. For, <laughs> I don't answer calls from restricted numbers for obvious reasons. Right. Those reasons being that um, I don't know those people that are restricted to me. Yeah, I often hesitate when receiving blocked calls. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't trust that. I've never done it. So what are you going to do for Christmas this year? Cry? You? So you're dreaming of a wet Christmas. Not dreaming of a wet Christmas. I'm dreaming of a perfect Christmas, but I'm going to get a wet one. How late are you going to get this Christmas? What? How late are you going to get? I don't get late any Christmas. You don't? No. Don't you have paramours back home? I do, but I don't see them on Christmas. Christmas is for family, not for fucking. Oh, I don't mean on Christmas Day. Oh, you mean for Christmas time? During the season. I don't know. It's always, I mean, there are two back home I could call and probably have sex with. Maybe three. However, there's one here, but not here, that I want to do. <laughs> I don't want to do anyone else. It, that might be sad or tragic, but I only want to do one person at the moment, which means I must really like him. I guess it does. I guess it means you like him. Because that's almost never the case. And what do you do on the actual holiday, Christmas, on Christmas Day? Hang out with fam fam. Hang out with fam fam that doesn't actually know who I am am. <laughs> Do you live under an assumed name when you visit your family? Yes. Probably fuck up this year. <laughs> fuck up Coleman. Fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to go back there. <laughs> I just think you need to worry about that name. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's not a good assumed name. <laughs> To come to a town as. I think we need to come up with a better pseudonym for you. <laughs> I don't know why it's a pseudonym, because you're not writing anything. But. <laughs> why either, but we'll go with it. <laughs> What's Asia's pseudonym? Phoenix. Not like the X-Men character, but like the actual literary being that rises from its ashes. Phoenix sounds manly. No, it sounds girly. Because the girl in X-Men was a phoenix, but this is once again not not a girl. Raven. From X-Men. I like phoenix. Ravens are like about death. <laughs> Phoenixes rise from their ashes. Hmm. 
Pelican. What the fuck, dude? It's not just any favorite bird. Your pseudonym is Pelican Murphy. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> what is wrong with you? In Indiana, you shall be known as Pelican Murphy. Do you not Murphy. want me to rise from my fucking ashes? I do, but I want you to rise from the ashes with a fish in your large gullet. No, I will be Phoenix or I will be nothing. storage later. I will be Phoenix or I will be dead. And I will not rise from those ashes. But the Phoenix is mythical. I want you to be real. My name is Asia. Like, how real can I be? Just like a large continent. Nothing personified. Except that I'm a person. But there are so many godless heathens on that continent. There's godless heathens on every continent. But an especially large number on that one. <laughs> oh, are you saying that Shintoism is not a religion? Or Hinduism? Or, <laughs> or, or Buddhism? Or mm, Islam? Those are all religions, and they all exist on that continent. Right, but there's and Christianity. only but there's only one true religion, and Mormonism. That is a brand of jeans. They they wear jeans over there, don't they? Some of them. I've seen it. I've seen it. No, but seriously, they worship a false idol, and they're going to be cast into the lake of fire when the day of judgment comes. You're one to talk. I am one to talk. <laughs> You're one to talk. And you can hear more of my Bible <laughs> ramblings on my other podcast, Bible That I Mean. <laughs> Bible That True Meaning of Christ. It's a really unwieldy title. <laughs> wow. It's just me getting folksy about Bible verses and shitting on other religions that aren't Christianity. No, no. Does Seth Pearson do this or does Peth Searson do this podcast? Is that some kind of pseudonym for me, even <laughs> though I'm not writing? No, that's just that's just you backwards. Oh, I am technically writing now. You're writing? What? Yeah. Since when? I wrote an outline for a rewrite by hand like months ago, and now I am entering it into final draft and like fleshing out scenes and everything. Nice. Wait, what, what about yeah. your music? You're doing your music too, concurrently? I'm doing music too. So, but I thought you just gave up writing for a while. Um, I didn't really give up writing for a while. I was, it was strange. Like I kind of stepped away from actively working on it just because work really, like work, my day job really picked up. Um, as did podcasting, as did editing my own pictures. But I would come up with flashes of kind of inspiration and solutions to problems in that script that I'm going to be rewriting that I just had not come up with good answers for and, until just these random times. And they would happen just in the middle of doing whatever I was doing, whether it was showering or walking around, taking a shit, whatever. Nobody wants to hear about your shit. Anyway, go on. It is very regular. No, no, no. Don't go on about your shit. It's finely textured. What do you do on Christmas with your family? The day of? Mm-hmm. Um, usually people come to our place. Um, and we open presents and we play Bid Whist, which is a black people card game. Um, where 
I mean, nobody wants to hear about the card game, but it's it's a black people card game. Um, and I know this because I wikipedia it, and I'm also on the Wist portal online. Um, <laughs> I've seen it. Which you play with a bunch of different people from around the world, most of them old black ladies. Um, wow, there's like a worldwide network. Yes, but um, um, the game itself um, started in the slave days. I didn't even know that. It was really fascinating. And so it's like slaves invented this game. Um, and it's really complicated, which is awesome. Um, but, it, I mean, so yeah, we play Midwest. We watch, somebody watches a sports game and the other ones pretend to watch it while we play cards. And then we eat every food item that was on the Thanksgiving menu. So it's the same food. There's plus a ham. Yeah, I've noticed this in recent years that the culinary options of Thanksgiving have been... uniformly every single one of them transported to Christmas. There is no Christmas dish that is uniquely Yule time. I think that that's because the pilgrims only knew how to cook that one dinner. Yeah, probably. (laughs) They just transported to, this is a special time too. Let's cook the same shit. (laughs) We could do a maize pie. This is a special day. Nope, don't think so. <laughs> no, not at all. So we do that, and we open presents. And like recent years, like if my mom is sick and she can't cook or something, we'll go over to my aunt's house where she will make a Christmas lamb or something. I have no idea what Christmas lamb. She makes Christmas lamb, and she makes some shit with creme fresh. Um, and we open presents <laughs> over there. Or we'll go to my grandma's house where she will cook absolutely nothing and people will bring food to her because she doesn't cook. And not even when she was young. And we'll open presents there. And then we'll go to my dad's side of the family and get judged. (laughs) And then leave shortly thereafter. But before all of those things happen, usually on Christmas, I wake up at 7 a.m. without fail, if not sooner, on Christmas morning. I have no idea why. I like I still do to this day and it's not like I'm getting like amazing shit anymore it's just that that's the day, that's the time I wake up on Christmas I remember every Saturday morning waking up at 6 a.m. or five minutes before it like exactly five minutes before it because like my internal clock timed it out to what would be the commercial break before the CBS Saturday morning cartoons began um But also on Christmas, no matter how deep my sleep, um, no matter how late or early I went to bed the night before, on Christmas morning, without fail, I bolt upright from bed at about six in the morning, six or seven. And I mean, I've, I've trained myself through ritualistic abuse to go back to sleep after the initial rush, but I'm not going to lie and say that I don't wake up at about six or seven on every Christmas. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. I think it's just that we've been taught to be completely obedient and endlessly excited by getting material possessions. I want to rewind this for just a second. You you used to wake up on 6 a.m., or 7 a.m. every Saturday morning? Every single one. That is like, what were you doing to your poor parents? Just think about that because they, before you were born, had lives. And then here you're this like six-year-old asshole just waking up and be like, Mommy, Mommy, make your food. I'm awake. Mommy, I'm watching cartoons. First it's 6 a.m. on Saturday. Mommy, 
I did not. I did not. I did not wake them up. My mom would usually sleep in. My dad would always be awake on Saturday mornings. Really? Oh yeah. Well, think about that. If you had a kid right now, and your kid that was like you know three, four, five, woke up at like and woke you up at like six a.m. every Saturday morning to watch cartoons of all things. Well, I mean, I guess TiVo with the invention of TiVo, that's not even an issue anymore. Yeah. That's probably why TiVo was invented to to save parents from from that. Like it's TiVo. To help parents avoid their children. <laughs> it's TiVo. Go back to sleep. <laughs> it's TiVo. I love you more when you don't wake me up. <laughs> Growing up, every Christmas I used to go to St. Louis to visit my aunt and uncle and my grandmother uh, on my dad's side. And eventually they moved down to New Orleans. So throughout my high school years, I would get to go to Christmas with my dad's side and Christmas with my mom's side. And we'd spend a little bit of time in each one. This year is going to be different because my parents are divorced and they moved out of the house that I grew up in. So I kind of have to pick what I'm going to do the day of because my mom's family does Christmas pretty far away in the state of Louisiana, like in a a more rural part of the state. How far away from New Orleans? Hour and a half. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad at all. And I've heard it's really pretty like in the, in the forest and I might actually enjoy seeing some nature. Oh my God. You are going to be sookied. Am I going to be sucky? You're going to be fucked in the woods. By a wolf? vampire. Oh, you were like the wolves. Honestly, she only got fucked in the wolves by, I mean, fucked in the woods by vampires. I'm going to get fucked in the wolves. <laughs> by vampires. Why don't we write for this show? Because we can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> but we can write. We just can't speak. We could write good for True Blood Show. <laughs> we, we can write. We just can't pitch ourselves. Right. <laughs> Which makes it a real shame that we are our own representation. <laughs> I really regret signing on as your manager, Asia. I really regret you signing on as my manager as well. You really need to model your new panties for your boyfriend. Oh, I'm going to. Okay. I need to wash them. They're new. They're packaged panties. They're not clean. <laughs> they are new. <laughs> they just got off the sewing line. I don't know how panties work, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly how. They just got off the sewing line. There's a line of a thousand <laughs> six-year-olds who take one stitch at a time. Pass it down. It's a team effort. That's how it works. They're also cleaned after they're sewed and then shipped off. I don't want their dirty third world fingerprints all over my panties. They're from Urban Outfitters. They were made in China. See, I was worried because they had the um, wash information on the packaging, and I wasn't sure they had it on the actual panty, but they do have it on the panty. I'll be able to wash my panties, you guys. <laughs> Your Christmas panties. Wait, how did you know the title of the script I'm rewriting? <laughs> That's how close we've become after these podcasts, Seth. Asia knows me so well. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I didn't tell you about the Christmas panties. <laughs> It is a cartoon. You just received them, and I figured you would do something with them. Whether where or right, I had no clue, but the Christmas panties. Not panties. Panties. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I say them. Panties? 
panties. Panties. The Christmas panties. Christmas panties. <laughs> they were my Christmas panties. They taught me the true meaning of Christmas. See, I never get underwear for guys because I think that it will make them think of their mom. What? <laughs> Why? Who buys you panties before you buy you panties? Your mom. Not exclusively. Who bought you panties before you bought you panties? That just means that you went clothes shopping with your mom. <laughs> it just means that I don't want to be associated with any dude's mom. They need to know that I am not their mother. This is like a hang-up of yours. No, it's of theirs as well. Has one man ever said that to you? No. Then it's a hang-up of yours. <laughs> No, no. It's also a like a thing that I learned from watching people. Not people who have ever dated you. Well, I'm not terribly loving or caring. I think that's fair. Um, I'm not terribly loving or caring. They can't really associate me with their moms in general, so I'm not really worried about that. It's just I don't want to, you know, make them hopeful for something that will never happen. What if they had distant mothers? Also, you're very caring. I don't know what you're fucking on about. <laughs> Not to do as I fuck. There's fucking and there's friends. And they're completely different. So a man just fucks the friendship out of you? No, 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 no. The friendship is gone once we fuck. It's not like he fucked me so hard that the friendship left. Okay. <laughs> it's that it was never there to begin with. Stern words. Yes. They need to know their places. I'm not going to make you dinner. Or lunch or breakfast, unless it's a special occasion, like Christmas or your birthday. But you wouldn't, okay, so you wouldn't give panties as a present? No. What would you give as a Christmas present to a, a man you dated? Underwear for me. Sex. So pretty much all things that just directly benefit you. Sex doesn't necessarily directly benefit me. Your gift is my joy. Sex does <laughs> Proceed not. to give first me your of, gift. First of all, sex does not, not usually directly benefit me. Give me my gift you for you. Now. I will tell you that now. Sex does not usually benefit me directly at all. Um, oh. yes. um, the same can be said for most straight sex, right? <laughs> oh, no, that's what I've heard. That most women don't come from just from vaginal sex. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else would I give a dude for Christmas? Oh, like something that they asked for. Well, that's a great story. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, if I can afford it, I'll get it. If a man bought you. Lingerie. Like, I would say, not think of my dad. No. <laughs> like, I would think okay. of the opposite of my dad. Say he knows your measurements. No, he would never. Say he really accurately guessed. Honestly, never. I have very weird measurements. Mm -hmm. True story. Really? Yeah. Like, the boobs, just throw them all off. So do you... Find, do you... Do you... <laughs> Do you find yourself drawn into the Christmas spirit less and less as years go by? Mm, no. What I find is that I am not in the mood for Christmas when society tells me I should be. Like the day after Thanksgiving, I don't want Christmas. I want Christmas like two days before Christmas. And our family has never been the type to celebrate Christmas early. 
we're always the latecomers. Like, we will put our tree up on December 24th, and it will be up until April 1st. Wow. <laughs> yeah, when one of us decides to put it down. That is, that is fucking commitment. <laughs> no, it's not a commitment. It's laziness. <laughs> our whole family I'm is I'm going to call it a commitment. All right. All right, but, you know. It takes a lot of energy to get nothing done. <laughs> it's not nothing. It's just not the tree. It's like, it's, you know, it's aesthetically pleasing. Fuck it. We have fake tree. Oh, well, then it doesn't matter when you take yours down. Yeah, we have fake tree. It's the tree that you take out and you undo the branches and then you click it into the spots where it clicks. Mm. Yeah, we don't do real tree. Real trees cause fires. Especially if you leave them up as long as we leave them up. We put up ornaments and ribbon and lights and black angel. Because we want to have an angel too, apparently. I don't know where this black angel came from, but it's um, it's actually kind of ghetto. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like this like... Does it have wings? Um, It does have wings. It has like these gold... Is it a, like a male or a female angel? It's female. But it has a jerry curl, I'm pretty sure. It's a jerry curl, but it can only be described as a jerry curl. Um, it has like a black wooden <laughs> face and this like pillow cushion body and these like <laughs> stubby arms, stubby cotton arms. Cotton arms? <laughs> That's a loaded message. Yeah, it's a like really, really ghetto black angel. <laughs> um, I'm actually ashamed to have it on our tree, but it's the only black angel we got. It's the only black angel we got. And all of our other arms. We don't like, get new artificial Christmas trees. We don't get new black angels. <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, all of our ornaments in recent years, except for the ones that I made when I was a kid that my mom still has and puts up on the tree, are really like these ornate, gorgeous things. And then there's this, like, crappy black angel on the top of it. But you see all this, like, gold ribbon and these beautiful lights and, you know, these ornaments and then you just don't pay any attention to black angel so what do you do when you first get up on christmas morning um well i wake up dart up bolt up at 7 a.m as you said without fail without fail like an electrode had been attached to your feet i don't understand what it is can you explain it to me because i really don't understand I don't want to know because then I'd be tempted to use it for days when I actually wish I could get up early and I'd fear I'd never be able to sleep late again. I understand completely. Well, yeah. And sometimes my mom was awake. Um, my dad's always sleeps in on Christmas cause he is a Scrooge. He is Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, but sometimes she's not and I'll run, rush downstairs and I'll wake him up and I'll be like, it's Christmas. Make me food. <laughs> Is that how you say it now? It's Christmas. Yeah. Is that how you say it? I thought that's how everybody said it. So you don't shake them awake. You just start saying, it's Christmas. Mom, Dad, (laughs) it's Christmas. That sounds logical. And usually my mom wakes up and she comes upstairs and she sees all the beautiful presents I had spent all night wrapping under the tree. And she will start making a sausage, egg, and cheese casserole, which consists of pie crust, eggs, sausage, and cheese. Um, And then half of it has cream and mushroom soup on it because I don't like cream and mushroom soup, so she only puts it on half. Um, And she makes this, has made this every year for maybe the past five to seven years. 
or as long as she has had the recipe. And then my dad will wake up eventually, we'll eat. So this is a relatively recent Christmas morning development. It's five to seven years. Okay. Until she, like, before it was like my dad would wake up and make pancakes. But he's not waking up for Christmas <laughs> as his presents got shittier and shittier, I think. <laughs> just threw in the towel. Yeah, he's just like, fuck I'm it. I'm going to sleep this one out. <laughs> you know, sleeping, better present, better present. Wouldn't it be great if you found out that the moment that you bolted up was the moment he fell asleep on Christmas? I usually go to bed around 4 a.m. these days on Christmas because I've been wrapping all of the presents for all of the family. What? Yeah, they give me all of the presents to wrap. And I'm a slow wrapper. I'm not a fast wrapper. I just wrap well. It takes me about 10 minutes to wrap one gift. But I wrap really well. So... I will have stayed up until 4 a.m. Well, between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m., somewhere in between that window. And then I go to sleep, and I still wake up at 7. Like, nothing ever happened. And full of, like, crack addict energy. (laughs) And knowing full well that no fat man came down your chimney to leave you some gifts. Wait, Asia. um, Are are you telling me Santa Claus isn't real? If you didn't know it by now, you would have never, never, ever, ever ever Gonna know it? Yeah. How how long did you believe in Santa Claus? Till I was six years old. And what happened when you were six? Did you sneak a peek at presents and find out they were from Santa? Did you have a kid at school or a relative spill the beans? What happened? I <laughs> thought about it and realized that Santa Claus probably could not fit down my chimney. Um, mm-hmm. Second of all... The first place that we lived in didn't even have a chimney. So, mm. I, there, yeah, that's always been a logistical hurdle for me because um, I wouldn't accept that people without chimneys didn't deserve presents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was always a tough spot. Yeah. So, so the logistics start to creep in. What else? What else? Well, I made went, the case shakier. Well, it didn't make the case shakier. It made the case just no longer an issue. Just dismissed okay. the case. Dismissed it. I went downstairs. I knocked on the door. And I was like, Mom. Ma'am. And then I just opened the door because she's locked doors. And I went in and she was, you know, having her morning constitutional. Okay. And I sat down. And I was like, Mom. On her lap. <laughs> no, no, it's not a Santa. I really should explain that. Mom, better. tell me about Santa Claus. Santa <laughs> on the bathtub. God, it stinks in here, Mom. Santa on the bathtub door. I want to know about Christmas. And she was like, get out of here. Get out of here. I'm taking a shit. And I was like, no, I need to know something. And she's like, what? And I said, Mom, you don't like it when I lie, right? Oh. <laughs> and she's like, no. And I was like, well, I feel like you've been lying to me and I don't appreciate it and I want to know why. <laughs> and she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, Santa Claus can't be real because you said he comes down the chimney. We have a chimney here. We didn't have a chimney in our last place. And she goes, oh, well, yeah, no, no. Um, I'm taking a shit. Get out of here. I was like, no, mom, tell me now. Is Santa Claus real? She's like, okay, no, he's not real. And I was like, that's all I wanted to know. And I got up, and I walked away, <laughs> and I closed the door behind me because it did not smell good. And you. The only way that you could have capped that off is, like, by reaching over for toilet paper <laughs> um, and, and handing it to her 
and saying like, clean your lies away. <laughs> or, or even better, you wouldn't even have to use a word. Once she explains it, just reach over and flush. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't that dramatic of a kid, I guess. Or that badass yeah, of really, a six-year-old. You were not nearly badass enough. <laughs> How did you find out there was no Santa Claus? The moment I realized there was no Santa Claus was when I realized that Santa had my mom's writing. <laughs> How old were you? Probably eight or nine. I had a huge imagination, but I had a hard time reconciling the story of what Santa Claus is, and Santa Claus is a character with any kind of observable reality. <laughs> we did have a chimney in our house, but I remember birds getting caught in it. <laughs> yeah, birds got caught in a- <laughs> To say nothing of <laughs> obese motherfuckers <laughs> in large velvet costumes. It's like, pardon me, bird. I got somewhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been a lot of squeezing past birds, although that could have given him a snack as he was coming down the chimney if he- Depends on the kind of bird, I think. I guess it does. I mean, if it was a Cornish game hen, for sure. If there were Cornish game hens just hanging out in my chimney, every fire would be the most delicious fire ever. Mm-hmm. But if it was like a robin or a cardinal or a crow, they're not as delicious as They're not does. nearly as delicious. <laughs> Will you be doing any caroling? I never carol. You don't carol as a verb. It's cold. Well, I don't necessarily. Cold. I don't necessarily mean. We live in the middle of nowhere. I don't necessarily mean door to door caroling. I mean, or that, or that strange kind of stalking caroling that's always represented in Christmas movies, where they just kind of gather, and then anytime someone appears near a doorway, they start heading toward them and attacking them with carols. I mean, do you do you do any singing of Christmas carols? I sing in the shower. Okay. Does that count? I will Christmas carol in the shower. What are your favorite carols to sing in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> or in general? This is getting oddly personal. <laughs> My shower time is mine. <laughs> and only occasionally someone else's as well. I call it shower miss. <laughs> what do you like to do in the shower, Seth? Well, I like to unwrap presents and drink eggnog. That's what I do in the shower. Wow, your shower is highly festive. It is. Now, Seth, you don't like it when I lie to you, do you? Only when that lie is I love you. That's never a lie. That is always the truth, sort of. I have favorite carols, but I do not sing them in public anymore. I used to. Um, anymore? Because I quit singing. I quit it. With the passion of a thousand suns, I quit. I don't know how, how, how much passion sun emits, but a thousand of them together can't be anything trivial. My favorite Christmas carols include Oh Holy Night. That's always been a favorite of mine. Especially as sung by John Cicada, Carol of the Bells is like hauntingly gorgeous at any given time, especially in Home Alone. And then I don't know if Gloria Annex Chelsea's Deo is a Christmas song. It's not. 
It is it's a, just a hymn. It's just a hymn. Yeah. I thought it was a Christmas song because no, I only hear it on Christmas. A, it's a very standard hymn. It was always in like Christmas shows growing so up. So Carol of the Bells. Oh, that was pretty great in Home Alone. <laughs> was it? That should have been the trailer song. <laughs> <laughs> He's home alone, kids home alone, hands on his face. Oh no, they fell. Tarantula. And that has been that is home alone. a summary of Home Alone. <laughs> and that is Home Alone. Do you watch any other Christmas movies? Like, see, I always love watching um, like Batman Returns. <laughs> it, it, I love, I fucking love that movie yeah, so I love hard. It too, watch it on Christmas. It's, it's every a good day. Christmas, it's a good Christmas movie. It's every day. You can watch Batman Returns because Michelle Pfeiffer is hot in that movie. So is Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. Especially those scenes where he's all <laughs> biting heads off fish and <laughs> Yeah, it's so hot. <laughs> that gets Actually, me in a Christmas spirit. I used to have like the hugest crush on Michael Keaton and I have no idea why. Whoa. <laughs> Multiplicity. You just imagine there are like no, six of him inside you. All of my favorite movies growing up. Like <laughs> Batman Returns and Beetlejuice. And that's about all I can think of at the moment. But That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. But that filmography, those two alone. Honestly, though, if those were the only two movies that you made, you'd be pretty fucking proud of your career. Probably. Oh my god! Like Beetlejuice still holds up so well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so like I, I I like Batman Returns as a Christmas movie. I like uh, a Christmas Story. I never saw it. Which I did not see in for the first time until I think a couple years ago, and now it's kind of a. <laughs> now it's a Christmas it's, story. It's I an watch annu- it for you. Right, it's an annual thing. Um, and the Untouchable National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Where there's like lights. A light com- competition, and Beverly D'Angelo, who's in all the Clark goes crazy with all the lights and yeah, puts on like a million lights. People from his neighborhood. Oh uh, well, yeah, it's not an official thing. That's a competition when you're competing with people for things. Dear creators of National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation, why was there not an official competition for Christmas lights in the neighborhood where the Griswolds lived? It was a competition. He was competing with himself and his neighbors. Okay. Are there any other Christmas movies you like? Aside from, because Home Alone is completely a Christmas movie. Um, well, there's Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Not so much Home Alone 3. I just, I think that I like being home alone. Or I would had I ever experienced it. I mean, It's a Wonderful Life plays every year, but that doesn't mean I watch it every year. I've just seen clips of it every year. As I'm turning it to different things. Um, love Actually, because it's really adorable. And it's Christmas. That's it. Uh, any of the TV specials that come on like, annually? It's a good Christmas Charlie Brown or Watch Out Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> Watch Out Charlie Brown Christmas is coming. <laughs> Watch Out Charlie Brown Garfield Christmas New Year Spectacular. Flintstones meet the Jetsons meet Christmas. I watch special Christmas episodes of television shows again. I'm sure the Wonder Years had one. Who brought up the Wonder Years? I just did. It just seems like a, a nostalgic show where you can watch something and they have a special episode of something and you're nostalgic about it. Like the one where Kevin hits on Winnie. I don't mean Christmas episodes of dramatic series. I mean the Christmas specials, like the, the Rankin Bass. Like, Have you seen any of those? Like the, the, the claymation and stop motion Christmas specials? Like it's a Gumby Christmas Gumby? 
similar to It's a Gumby Christmas Gumby. Wasn't that actually called Gumby? It's a Gumby Christmas Gumby. Yeah, they really could have shortened that name. For New Year's, for instance, every year, we watch the Twilight Zone marathon. But that's the only thing that is a tradition, really. Everything else is like, yeah, my mom will make a sausage, egg, and cheese casserole. I'll wrap all the gifts. And that's what we think a tradition is. I don't. I wouldn't say you don't understand traditions because you've clearly made them. You just make ones that are your own. Yeah, but anyone else would see them and be like, you're just lazy people. We don't do it up. We don't put lights on the front of the house because, you know what? We live on a dirt road and no one's going to appreciate them. Yeah, that sounds totally reasonable. That doesn't really mean you're lazy. Well, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy lights on their own. Like, if I if I did Christmas here in L.A., I would probably set up some lights and maybe get a one of the tiny fake trees. Oh, yeah, those are cute. Those are always cute. But, I mean, the thing about tiny trees that I found is that when you have a tiny tree, people put tiny presents under it. And if you want a big present, you're going to have to get a big tree. If you have a big tree, people want to fill it up and put shit under it. You have a tiny tree, it's like, oh. But in our age of technology and miniaturization, obviously a small gift doesn't have to be a meager one. That is accurate. However, usually in my case, a small gift is like a or, stick of gum. Or alternately, diamonds are very small. That is completely accurate. However, I'm diamonds- I'm going to get a four inch <laughs> tall tree. I was like, however, diamonds are bigger before they're cut. They're also bigger when they're coal. <laughs> And if you're going for size, think outside the diamond. Really ringing in the Christmas season. <laughs> We're all about Christmas cheer over here. No, this is, this is why you cannot repeat an episode. Because before we all like, Christmas gung-ho. And now we're like, oh, Christmas. No, we really, we really weren't super gung-ho about Christmas. We were more gung-ho than we are right now. No, we just kind of backed into it. And I'm feeling it happening now, too. <laughs> I feel I mean, like, like pushed into Christmas. Yeah. Anyway. But Asia, there are several radio stations that have turned over their entire broadcast airwaves to the repetition, the nightmare that is endless Christmas music. You have CDs and you have iPods and you have other stations. And you have your Michael Blue and your... Harry Connick Jr.? I guess, yeah. Mariah Carey? Definitely. Ugh. What carols do you like on Christmas? What Christmas carols? What carols what do of, you like? What sort of carols are your favorite? I don't really sing Christmas carols anymore. I always did like A Holy Night and The the Bells. Ding dong. Are you, are you copying me and my carol list? No, it's just that they really are the prettiest. I think A Holy Night is amazing because of Fall on Your Knees, obviously. <laughs> Who doesn't like that? For so many reasons. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, you commanded me to do this because I will. Yeah. I will follow whatever you want me to follow. And then if I say it. it's Yeah, it's a really lovely, it's a lovely song. What What is the other one called? What is that? Carol of the Bells? Oh, Carol of the Bells, yeah. Carol of the Bells, just because it's so ridiculously Tim Burton-esque. <laughs> no, it's pretty. Isn't it? Wait, I like I like the the alto part because they really have to get into those dings. Ding dong, ding dong. We never really did family caroling either. <laughs> it just seems like such a dorky family thing to do. It does, but I mean, I've known families that did supremely dorky things, such as Christmas pageant 
review like plays every year. Oh no, they must be Mormon. No, no, <laughs> no. He was very close, but not. No cigar. Just from Ohio. Yes, yeah, that pretty much like, explains excuse it all. you. I'm from Indiana. It's right next door, and we do not do Christmas plays every year. We can barely get enough enthusiasm for Christmas as it is. If you had a play in there, we're just done. Fair enough. I mean, I don't know if I've backslid into the Christmas spirit again this year. Are you in the Christmas spirit? I'm, I feel like I'm getting there. I think, um, I think it's more just excitement to be going home, you know, taking a brief break from L.A. L.A., you need a bre- break from it. I don't know what it is. It's like the only city in the world that I know. Oh, you need a break from it or it'll break you. Yeah, it'll fucking destroy you. It's also going to be an interesting Christmas season because I'm going to buy a 10-year <laughs> high school reunion, which, of course, is going to be at a bar. It's going to be at a bar. In New Orleans, yeah. They really do it big up in your school, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I remember a party I went to right before I graduated. It was the only, like, boozy party I ever went to in high school. And I got to witness the this girl in my class. Her parents owned the house where the party was. And they helped her 12-year-old brother do a keg stand. Doing it big. Doing it big, New Orleans style. <laughs> I was going to say New Orleans style. It's funny. But then I just stopped at doing it big. <laughs> I should have stopped at doing it big. But a lot of the excitement just doesn't happen until I'm there and actually with my family. Because that for me is the enjoyable part, getting to spend time with people I don't get to spend much time with. I'm looking forward to this Christmas. It's going to be different than all the other ones, but... I'll still get to spend time with the people I love. And also, I'm really glad I got to spend this time with you, even though we're not going to be together on Christmas. Christmas. Because this might be the last time we record together in the same room for quite a while. This might be the last time we ever see each other ever again. But it can always be that. And I happen to think that we shall see each other again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But like I said, I figured out Skype, so. (laughs) Yay. Well, this closes out the first year of the By That I Mean podcast. For this entire year, I've been Seth Pearson. We wish you happy holidays. (laughs) What, What Asia was approximating was to wish you all happy holidays. And I would echo that approximation, having just transcribed it. And translated it for your audiophonic pleasure. Go be with someone you love. No, fuck those people. They're all gonna let you down. Fuck the people that you love. Be with somebody who hates you. See how that goes over. And fuck someone you hate. (laughs) It's what the Christmas season is all about. You can tweet me at MFP Seth, and you can never, ever tweet Asia. She'll come for you. And I don't mean on Twitter. She's got some time on her hands. You better hope you never see me in the street. I will join myself in wishing you safe travels <laughs> and a good Christmas. What will you join yourself in wishing me? A happy new year and a lovely spring awakening. Here's wishing a raucous rum springer to all. The By That I Mean listeners. By That I Mean is a production of the mildly frumpy protagonist and is recorded at the MFP Studios in Los Angeles, California. You make it sound so much fancier than it is.
<laughs> it's a real studio now. <laughs> well, what do you think studio means? Where you go into a booth and then they give you... Oh, so it's the lack of a booth? And they give you Perrier. What studios have you been to? The fancy ones with Perrier. Are you sure that's a recording studio and not Whole Foods? No, there was a booth for recording, period. For recording, period? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure it wasn't a, a bathroom at a Whole Foods? <laughs> no, it, was, it was a booth. <laughs>